KYMN Northfield, Minnesota, joining us now in our studios. A couple of special guests, Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell and City Administrator Ben Martig. Good, Good morning. Morning, morning Jeff. Yeah, thank I you feel so. really special. Do you? <laughs> yeah, You're no. a special guest. <laughs> it's always nice to have the mayor in. You had a uh, city council meeting last night, a regular meeting. I looked up the agenda this morning. It's like there is nothing on the regular agenda. <laughs> was this a work session? It turned out there there was a few, and you actually had quite a few things going on with the meeting. So it, it didn't all go for naught last night. You got together for good causes. Let's start off. I want to start off right at the beginning. You recognized it's you know like the end of the school year, uh, mm-hmm. just about. We've got a couple of weeks left, and you honored some of the seniors uh, who have been, or really all the seniors, I guess, who have been on the boards and commissions mm-hmm. and such. Yeah, so we had about 27 uh, people from our high school that we recognized last night as a means to say thank you to them for serving on our boards and commissions. Some of them have served for, there are a lot of them that have served for three years, which is a significant uh, portion of time, I think, uh, for on a singular board or commission, and so their knowledge and their experience and understanding of how things work within the city and that particular uh, subject area, the board or commission that they were working on, can really grow. And uh, it's just a great having all of our youth be given that opportunity to serve on our boards and commissions. It's not something that I had when I was growing up, and a lot of cities across Minnesota don't give that opportunity for their youth and uh HCI really is a strong partner in that and the backbone of the program and really do an amazing job of making that available and ensuring that our youth and adults, that it's a really a valuable experience for everyone. So. Yeah, I think that's a great program. It's been going on for a few years now. I don't know if we've seen any of the, maybe some of the kids who got involved at uh, at, at an early stage in the development mm-hmm. uh, come into uh, actually life serving as board, uh, regular members of boards and commissions, either here or elsewhere. But if not, it's uh, it's just a matter of time before yeah. those things happen. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I challenged him last night, and as I do kind of each year, you know, to remember the experience and then wherever they land in the future in some other city, that they should open up the door for other youth. Uh, it gives them an opportunity to value um, their youth perspective, sh- showcase it, right? They know what it's like. Now they should open the door for others in the future. And I think that's a great challenge. I hope they take that on, <laughs> right? Establish other youth programs wherever they land. So, All right. We wish them the best. Yeah. We're good going seniors. Let's move into another uh, presentation that was uh, given last night by uh, Will Schroer uh, about the uh, Our Car. Did I get that right? Uh, it's an EV car sharing program. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about that. It sounds like an interesting concept. Yeah, very interesting. I would agree with that. So uh, Will actually serves on the hour car. So it's H-O-U-R as in like time, the hour. And the idea is it's a uh, e-vehicle car share program. It's being piloted mainly in the Twin Cities. Or Rochester, too, has a focus that they're doing. But the idea, the Environmental Quality Commission got the presentation. They thought the council could benefit by a little update on it. And um Basically, the our car idea is everybody needs to get around town. Uh, not everybody owns a car. Uh, not everybody needs to bring a car to town and uh, really to have affordable, low-impact um, options available. So they have a combination of things. One is just a e-car share in a specific area, an emphasis in underserved neighborhoods. So they're kind of piloting it there. 
they've got some charging stations for those vehicles and then also that the public can use. And then uh, they have some programs specific to multifamily housing that the cars are on site and it's a round trip concept. So if their people are in more concentrated apartment complexes to have these vehicles instead of having, you know, to have maybe multiple cars or maybe not even needing a car at all, having this option available. So we talked about the program a little bit and, um, a little bit about how it might apply to Northfield in the future, if there's a possibility. Well, it seems like that would be uh, certainly a worthwhile program, but there's a mm-hmm. lot of logistical challenges, yeah. I would imagine, to uh, get uh, hurdles to get over before you can uh, do that successfully. Do you think, uh, did, were those explained quite a bit? I didn't see the presentation last night, but uh, is is this a program that looks like it might be possible in the uh, you know short to midterm for Northfield? I, so I would just say I'm, I'm not sure, but the value of it, I mean, we already see this being implemented on our college campuses where they have cars parked right up there, like St. Olaf have them parked right at Bontrock Commons, and students couldn't check out those vehicles, right, and go do their errands. And the difference, and I really appreciated the example that Mr. Shore gave last night in that if somebody has, a, a say, a doctor's appointment, and they say don't have a vehicle, it's too far for them to walk, they need to be able to get there in a timely manner and be able to get back to their job. The difference between taking one hour off to get to that appointment and then get back to their place where they work is far different than having to take the whole morning off. Taking four hours off because the in order to make the designated routes on a transit bus or whatever really requires substantial amount of time to be able to set aside to be able to get in that round trip and an EV car share program would really expedite that and make it far more feasible for people to just do normal everyday routine things that they might not be able to do in a really short time frame and so it it looks like it could be a really neat opportunity and where we go from here I'm not sure the uh uh concept of this and uh maybe i'm not sure if you know this but i would imagine as part of that uh, is is this a private company that will be doing this is this going to be a city-run thing will it be a, a collaborative a cooperative agreement between the city and a private entity how what is this going to look like so the, our, our car program is a combination of um, fees for service so there's a different uh, packages people can um, sign up for you have to be a licensed driver obviously and then you can have kind of a fixed rate. You can have more kind of one-off type options um, that they have available. This current pilot program, though, also has a number of grant, uh, so it is subsidized pretty significantly to to try to pilot this one out there. Um, so that'd be that'd be a good question. I think um, one, one thing that was interesting too is is that one car so far on their program that they've just started uh, laying out, rolling out. Excuse me, this winter is a a one car share vehicles replace seven to 13 private vehicles um, so far from what they've seen in the data, which is pretty big impact, I guess, both probably from a cost as well as a climate benefit over time. You know, I think as, as, as it relates to possibilities of implementation, we'll then get into it last night. But I think another thing is, is that that idea of like apartment complexes or multifamily areas having a uh, on-site one that could be for round trip availability to me is probably pretty practical because they already have already cleaning services you might have you know like a cooperative setting like that you might have recreation facilities like a workout room or something or 
even maintenance on site for landscaping and things. This could be another service that's available to them that could maybe reduce parking needs and to have that available. So I, I, they didn't get into the detail on that, but I think that there's maybe some real applicability related to even just looking first at some of those um, types of areas in town that might have apartment complexes, mobile home parks, um, homeowners associations, maybe where there's um, retirement centers. Something. There might be some possibilities for that application, but like the mayor said, it sounds like there's a lot of complexity that they did to work out the kinks on all of this. And um, so it's just kind of planting some seeds. There are some other programs out there that are being explored too, similar to this. Um, so whether it's a car share or we're looking into bike sharing programs, certainly uh, vehicle emissions and reducing the, the need for vehicles is an area the uh, Climate Action Plan is focused on in addition to kind of buildings. Interesting. All right, let's move on. Uh, one of the big things talked about last night, there was a public hearing with some related actions to uh, uh, about a new TIF, uh, TIF district, uh, tax increment financing district for uh, what's being termed as the Heritage Lofts. Uh, tell us about that. Give us a little background and, and then what happened last night. Yeah, kind of uh, Heritage Lofts is a uh, proposed new apartment complex kind of on the behind uh, the target area. Um, 90-unit apartment, um, 18 with the tax increment financing that's allowed by state law, which is basically kind of a rebate type of a program that they would get that uh, uh, taxes over a period of years. Because they're proposing to include 18 of those 90 units to be affordable uh, units under the state law, um, they would be eligible for tax increment financing. They would also have to follow the city's sustainable building policy, so it would be designed to a certified level that would be verified independently uh, for um, sustainable building design options. They have a few options to pick from uh, that. So there's a hearing on that project um, that was held last night. The um, There would be a maximum 26-year uh, term for tax increment financing up to $2.4 million in assistance that would be uh, potentially available. Last night, besides the hearing, though, the council acted on um, the TIF district boundaries on where the dollars are eligible to be spent um, with a, a broader district in the future if with pooled funds. So if potentially there's excess, like we're retaining 10% of the tax increment financing is being proposed on this project. Um, by broadening out the district to basically match the city boundaries, it would provide flexibility in the future that those captured TIF dollars could be used on projects across town, whereas right now it's really restricted in the downtown district. So this um so that was acted on by the city council last night but the actual development agreement scheduled uh, for next meeting all right anything to add to that mayor no just if people aren't aware it's uh, the apartment building it would be going in uh, adjacent to the mosaic apartments which is over across from community resource bank james gang uh, professional uh, no, I'm getting mm -hmm. my dentist wrong. <laughs> I just heard right the commercial about professional dental. Oh, heritage, heritage, yeah, yeah. sure, heritage, and it's just a corner area there that's been open for some time, and it's great just to mm -hmm. see that get filled. Uh, once again, we're talking with Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell and City Administrator uh, Ben Martig. You, uh, Ben, before we uh, we got on the air here, you did say briefly that uh, you did have an item on the uh, regular agenda that was moved. Have we covered that yet, or did we cover it? Uh, what, what, what was on the regular agenda? Oh yeah, I got. Sorry, <laughs> I wasn't sure what you were asking me there, Jeff. 
Yeah, we did. You were asking about uh, before whether we had any other regular agenda items. We actually added one. Um, I think on Monday we sent a note out to the council. We were adding a discussion item because our agenda was a little lighter. Um, one of the items coming on our upcoming schedule is related to sidewalk chalking. Um, currently, our ordinance uh, prohibits the use of sidewalk chalk uh, on sidewalks in, uh, across Northfield. Um, it was recently interpreted that way last year, um, but after some research, the, the ordinance actually goes back to the 1900s. It's not uh, early 1900s. We originally thought maybe there were some updates in 86, but they weren't. But Councilors uh, Peterson, White, and Graybaugh requested that an ordinance be uh, drafted and put on an agenda for consideration for or to get added to the agenda i guess and to uh, consider allowing sidewalk chalk in town um one thing uh, so we had a draft of that ordinance available it's a fairly simple change uh, for clarity in the ordinance but one of the big things i think whether you allow it or not that people need to be aware of is based on case law that's occurred one of the big pieces of it it has to be the regulation has to be content neutral so if you allow um, sidewalk chalking, it's basically kind of a First Amendment, right? You you either allow it or you don't, so it's pretty much a free-for-all. So whether it's a, you know, whether it's pretty drawings of some art or, you know, smiley faces or whether it's some political commentary on whatever's happening of the day, um, ordinances have to be neutral on that if you allow it or not. So um, right now we're, um, and then also when the city does enforcement, we have to be um, neutral on our enforcement as well. So we either, if we observe chalk in town, we'll schedule it to be washed off, or if we get a uh, complaint, we'll follow up with it. So um, we had some initial discussion with the council last night related to that um, issue um, that would be coming in June. All right. And for you hopscotch players out there, game on. <laughs> We're ready to go. All right. You know, I've, we actually had a host a couple of times, uh, the uh, Night to Unite uh, in our yard and handed out ch mm. chalk Sidewalk to chalk. the kids. Of yeah, course. they drew all over, and I didn't know yeah. I was making outlaws of the young children. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've done that as a mom, too. Here, go outside and play, and here's that sidewalk chalk. You it's know? allowed on your private driveway. Yes. Uh, okay. so yes. Yeah, it's free game and harmless, right? I, th I think one of the other aspects of this is that it's also been utilized in our downtown as a way to that our bridge square is oftentimes utilized as an area where people can stand with signs and on particular issues that they really care passionately about. And uh, that's been there and available for a long time. Mm -hmm. There also, we've also had people utilize sidewalk chalk on bridge square in on our concrete areas to also display messaging about topic areas that they really care deeply about as well and so this would then allow that it's not simply sidewalk chalk mm -hmm. no there is more to this uh, particular change in the ordinance than what meets the eye so anyway i think it's just important for people to know and understand that that content of the messaging is not always looked upon favorably it's not just hopscotch hopscotch which is like mm -hmm. when kids are doing sidewalk chalk yes it's usually not a big deal and people really enjoy seeing it so anyway that's well, it we want to thank you both for coming in today much appreciated and we will look forward to uh, talking with you again next week hey jeff can we do mm -hmm. one last plug oh. for love our city sure let's do it mayor do you want to do it or <laughs> so this weekend you can still sign up uh we have a love our city event coming up again to a uh, healthy community loves and cares for one another so 
uh, one way you can give back to the city to show your love for Northfield is to uh, volunteer to do some landscaping and cleanup. Yeah. <laughs> rah, rah. Yeah, right. come on out. It's, it's going to be a busy busy uh time in our downtown we mm-hmm. have the haywood ride that's taking place they're kicking off that over at central park riverwalk market fair uh starts this saturday nine to one and love our city so come on out give us a hand help us care for kind of our down it's primarily our downtown area weeding mulching if you know how to plant a tree or want to lend a hand in planting a tree or you want to learn how to plant a tree all my kids learned how to plant trees on through this particular event. So now they've, they're skilled and knowledgeable. So now when I tell them to go buy a tree and plant one, they know how to do it. Um, so it's just a fun way to get to know uh, different folks in town. I uh, get a t-shirt and uh, given some lunch afterwards as a way of saying thank you, but it's just really a fun opportunity uh, to give back. So come on out, sign up through northfieldshares.org. All right. Thank you so much for coming in. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Jeff. Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell and City Administrator Ben Mardigan. Coming up in a moment, we've got Tim McNiff, News with a Side of Sports. Jim has traffic after this. Heritage Bank is a locally owned bank that cares about